Hello and welcome to Katie Talks Trash, where I, Katie, talk trash about my favorite reality escapism television. I am super excited to finally be talking about the real Bachelorette tonight, Tasha Adams. We got a new president, a new Bachelorette, and I somehow ended up with a new car today. And all of this happened in the same week. Life is good. I'm uh, really excited about this. Uh, Queen Tasha has arrived. Um, it certainly feels like 2020 is headed in a better trajectory, you know? Should I base my feelings of 2020 on, on a bachelorette? No. Am I going to? Yes, it makes me feel better. It does. Um, this week's episode doesn't feel as heavy as the Claire weeks have felt. I had gotten to the point where I was literally dreading Claire episodes. They were so heavy and, uh, frankly, she just annoyed me so much that I just didn't want to watch them. And I watched them because I had to, because I knew that we were getting to Tasha. Um, so I wonder, and you guys let me know how you feel about this, would we have felt the same way about Claire if we hadn't known how the season ends? Had it not leaked that she left early? Had it not leaked that Tasha was coming in? Um, if there wasn't so much speculation about Claire and Dale, like, would we have liked Claire a little bit more? I don't know. Um, no one really seemed to want Claire's The Bachelorette to begin with. It was a little shocking. She was kind of out of left field. It had been a while since she had been on our TV screens. Most of us felt as if Tasha was robbed. She'd had such a great paradise season and then was passed over. Um, and that it should have been her. Because there wasn't really anybody on Peter's season that it could have been. Um, so... I think the front runner likely for Bachelorette off of Peter's season was Kelly. And we ended up with Kelly and Peter together and we could have just, you know, foregone the entire season. And that would have been great. What a disaster that was, you know? Anyways, Tasha has arrived. She is a breath of fresh air to this show that just was it was coating on the table. <laughs> Can you imagine if they had tried to stretch that out? <laughs> if they had tried to make Claire last a whole season with all of that? Like, if we had had to watch that for a full, I don't know how many weeks this show is. But if we had had to watch that the whole time, like, good gravy. I'm glad we don't. Tisha's here. She's a breath of fresh air. She's a queen. She is gorgeous. And she deserves her spotlight, so I'm excited for her. Um, one thing to note, <laughs> we, most of us, I'm going to assume most of us, because I had several people text me about it, we got production audio this episode, which they do a cut for visually impaired people that kind of explains the things that are happening when there is no dialogue. 
but they accidentally played that instead of the regular cut. And so it's things like, so we have this like random woman every time there's a break in conversation. of Like, Tasha Adams exits the limo. Easy gapes. She starts hugging them. My, fa- my personal favorite is in the, the mid-show preview. She says, later she crouches weeping. <laughs> it's so funny. And I understand its purpose, but like it's just a funny thing that happens that we all got to see that. Um, we open the show with the uh, guys are all waiting around and they're talking about their nerves of... Uh, they're waiting for Tasha to come in, and they're talking about their nerves and how are they going to feel if any, with the new Bachelorette? Are they even going to like her? You know, is there going to be a connection? Do they still have feelings for Claire or whatever? And then Tasha enters the room, <laughs> and their jaws hit the floor. Like, they are all blown away, and as they should be. Tasha is gorgeous. And she looks amazing in this gown that she's wearing. And just, like, her skin color and her hair and her bright smile and her eyes. Like, she is just a beautiful woman. <laughs> and these men, like, you could, like, peel them off the floor when she walks through the room. Um, but they should be like that. They should be. And honestly, like, was somebody ugly going to walk through that door no this is the bachelor and the bachelorette like we really pride ourselves on physical appearance on this show um Tasha's speech is really sweet she's genuinely excited to be there um the good thing about Tasha is and, and I like about Tasha is she already has the influencer life um she's not there for that reason anymore I think she really is truly trying to find a partner um she's secured all the sponsorships already and so I really think she's genuinely excited about this and and looking for a partner um and they launch right into this Ivan pulls her to the side first this may be the first time we've ever heard Ivan speak he says to Tasha <laughs> he says she's more his speed and I confirmed this with a friend of mine who was <laughs> A black woman, but I was like, he meant that he's more attracted to black women than he is to white women, isn't it? And he, she was like, yeah, that's totally what that meant. And there is nothing wrong with that. I totally get that. I think Ivan is one of those guys that knew he was, he didn't have a chance with Claire, that it just was not going to work. And so he's excited that Daisha is there and he finds her very attractive. And so do we all. Um, he says to one of the guys that he already likes her way more than Claire. <laughs> this episode just made me laugh out loud in several places. Um, it was kind of lighthearted and, um, it was really fun to watch this episode. And it just, there were several times I just laughed out loud. Um, Riley is second and I was really hoping he would put the smooth Riley news on her as we've seen in the past. He asks her what she does because they literally, they, they don't know, unless you follow the show, these men have no idea who Tasha is. They've had no time to research her. Um, and unless they're fans of the show, they really don't know who Tasha is. She's not famous outside of Bachelor Nation. So Riley asks her what she does for a living and she says, 
she travels a lot for work and pleasure. You know, Tasha is an influencer. That is her job. <laughs> I think prior to the Bachelor, she worked in like PR or something, but like her job now as an influencer, like she is heavily sponsored by Revolve. It's okay to say that, Deja. Like, it's all right to say that on TV, but I guess they really don't want them to say those sorts of things. But, like, yes, Tasha is an influencer for a living. Um, Jordan C. tells her that he was not going to, he wasn't sure if he was going to stay. <laughs> and he's so nervous, I think, that he tells Tasha that he loves her big ass eyes. <laughs> Her big ass eyes. And she knows she has big, beautiful eyes. I think he's so nervous around her. Um, Blake, she talks to him. Y'all, I think this could be a match. Um, I do love them together. He does ask her to be patient as he adjusts to, to the situation. Uh, and I, I see them together. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that could, I think he could be a lead for her. Um, and I do love how honest everyone is being with her in these conversations. Like they're, they're all saying like, this has thrown me for a loop. We have had hours to prepare and have a complete mind shift on this. And I do love that they're all being honest with her about it. Um, and we get a Jason who is completely honest for, with her. And I feel like that is really good for him, that that doesn't come natural to him. Um, and production has set us up to love him, um, which unfortunately we, we're going to get disappointed with later. But um, Jason is a lovable guy, and um, I think he deserves the world from what I know of him. Brendan pulls her aside. I have never seen this man in my life, which only becomes funnier as this episode goes on. But Chris Harrison does interrupt Brendan's conversation for the shocker. They are going to bring in a new limo of guys. I really thought that they were going to bring back the guys that had already been eliminated. Because I've, like I've said before, when you go home on a reality show, you don't really go home. They stick you in another hotel um, because if you were to go home, um, you know, if you're the second person eliminated on a reality show, it's going to inform people of how the show works. And so they usually just stick you over in another hotel um, until production is wrapped and then you can go home. Um, with a very large um, non-disclosure agreement attached to you. Um, so I really thought that's what they were going to do. They were going to bring the guys back. We may have had a redemption arc for Zach and Jay in that. But that's not what happens. They bring out new guys. And if the show has been so particular about their quarantine, the only thing I can think of is that with Taysha in quarantine, the producers knew that if Taisha got pulled for any reason, that they were going to have to have some extra guys also, or if any of these guys, you know, came down with COVID in quarantine, they were going to have to have some alternates, um, which they do for a regular season anyways. Just those people just sit at home, and if they need a minimum, moment's notice, they fly them out. So they must have had these guys quarantining off camera just in case, which explains, I guess, why we only have four. We only get four of these guys. So they step out of the limo. We have Spencer, who is hot. Um, 
not really much else to go on on Spencer at this point, other than the fact that he is just extremely attractive. Um, he, when he enters the room, the guys immediately don't like him for his vibe, and he asks, <laughs> scared away Claire. Um, we have Montel, who's wearing a salmon jacket. We have Peter, who, meh. And then we have Noah with a mustache. Um, the guys say they aren't worried about him. He does do a really cute look back at Taisha when he's walking away, and he says he just wants to look a little bit longer. Taisha thinks that's funny. Um, the cocktail party restarts with the new guys, the four new guys. Um, I really only think Spencer and Noah are going to last out of these four guys. Um, we just, those other guys just didn't show back up. So, um, Spencer pulls her first after the cocktail party restarts, just kind of rubs the guys the new way because he's the new guy, but this is the game. Like the game technically restarted. So any standing that these guys had prior to this night doesn't exist anymore. This is Tasha's first night. Um, there's definitely flirtation between Tasha and Spencer, and there is potential. And at this point, I was kind of having the feeling that Spencer may get the first impression rose. Um, but there's definitely potential here. I don't, they're attracted to each other, and it could be that just that they're just two very attractive people. Um, during this time, Chris Harrison brings in the first impression rose, and then we go through a you know shortcut series of dates with these guys or talks. Jay is wearing Jordans with his suit. And like, there are some men who can pull this off, but the scope of men that can pull this off is really limited. And Jay is not in that scope. He cannot pull the Jordans off <laughs> with the suit. Like Jordan, like Jay, let's just like stick to loafers, okay? Someone, I'm not sure who plays Cornhole, another man speaks to her. This is, again, ABC, help us with a Chiron. Noah with the mustache is a different dude, but I kind of like him. He's quirky. Kenny, the boy band manager, speaks about something. Ben, the army guy, he dances with her. And I love Ben. I think Ben may have bachelor potential. Um, he's lovable. He's cute. I feel like there's some depth to him that can be explored over a season. Um, yeah, he just, he kind of looks like a bachelor. If he's not a bachelor, he's definitely bachelor in paradise potential. We could tell, um, Spencer was going to get the, the first impression rose. It was going to happen. He's an extremely attractive male specimen. Like first, if we were just there looking, he's going to get the rose. Um, and then we come to the rose ceremony, but Tasha cancels it. And we love a fair queen. She is giving everyone an equal shot. Um, I, too, am also in love with Tasha. Um, that smile that she has, are you freaking kidding me? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, she just is going to give everybody an equal shot. I love that. Um, then we cut to a mid-show preview, and it is a lot. Like, it's a lot. Um, Tasha is making out with everybody. Like, go for it, Tasha. I'm here for it. Like, play the field. Um, we see some recurring characters throughout the preview. We're going to see a lot of Noah, a lot of Ben, a lot of Blake, a lot of Spencer. Um, I'm still questionable about the easy producing. Um, I think they've cut him just in case they need to cut him later. Um, and then I forgot in the 
previews, she starts talking about her divorce and that the two things that she's scared of going into this season are that she's going to feel like a second choice uh, because she is this bachelorette coming in to save and that she's been divorced before and starting a new relationship after divorce is scary. And I can attest to that. I totally get that. And so I completely forgot that Tasha was divorced and I need to do some research, but I think Tasha may be our first divorced bachelorette. Like we've had divorced bachelors and we had Emily, what's her face? What's her name? And she was engaged to the race car driver. She was engaged to Ricky Hendrick, who he died in the plane crash, but they weren't married yet, even though they'd already had a daughter. I think Tasha may be our first divorced bachelorette. I need to look at that and see for sure. And then, y'all, we have to get into the Clarendale interview, which I just, I'm so over it. Like, no one wants to see this. Nobody wants this. And I understand that they have to tie things up. But, like, I was perfectly fine with tying that up as it was at the end of the episode. They gave us kind of a, like, what are they doing in quarantine? Home video reel. And, like, that was enough. That was enough for me. But ABC did not think it was. So... Claire comes out first, and she and Chris Harrison are talking about how she feels like it was love at first sight with Dale, and, like, maybe they knew each other on another planet, she says. Maybe Claire believes in the Matrix. Um, and then Dale comes out. I'm immediately annoyed by all of it. They're just so... God, I hate to say this about people. I hate to say this. They're just so, like, lovey-dovey and, like, gushy that it's almost to the point where it's not genuine. Um, it feels showy. And maybe they just are that way. But to me, it just feels showy. She repeats over and over and over again that all she's ever wanted is someone to show up for her. And Dale does that. That's great. Go show up for each other at home off my television screen. Um, of course, Chris Harrison asked them, like, did you know each other prior to the show? She swears on her father's grave, which is a little much to me. Like, I have a, I have a deceased father and I'm not swearing on his grave for anything. Like, <laughs> nothing. Uh, but And I still have my doubts about it. I still have my doubts. She says that she really just, they had just unprecedented time prior to the show, and she was able to follow a lot of the guys that were coming on the show, and she really started to like Dale because of his social media. Basically, she had her mind made up before Dale came in the show that he was the front runner, and she really was just after Dale. And she said, she said she admired that he could be a strong man and also vulnerable. And I was like, you got all that from his social media, the place where people are famous for um, putting on a front? <laughs> you got all that, that he was a vulnerable man because he made a post about his mom? Like, I don't, I don't know. But clearly Claire has a sense of delusion. Um, Chris Harrison asks, well, what's next for them? And Dale is like, oh, I know, you know, like, get... We're going to get married. And before he can get it out of his mouth, Claire is like, babies. And the look on Dale's face is that he wants to die. He wants to die. I think their feelings are genuine. It's just so much. Claire is so intense. She is a steamroller to the point where it comes off as inauthentic. Unauthentic. It's not disauthentic. It's disingenuine. Anyways, um, she just steamrolls him straight through. And uh, maybe he's okay with that. I don't know. 
Okay, that's over with. Hopefully that's the end of that. Maybe that is there after the final rows and we won't have to see them again um, later. I'm hoping that that's, that's that and they can go off and live their happy life, whatever they're doing. Um, and she will smile at him like he's Jesus Christ for the rest of their lives with her tongue behind her teeth. And I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it bothers me so much. Anyways, done. We're done with Dale and Claire to never be uttered again. Back to Tasha. Um, they have her journaling, which the voiceover lady tells us. Tasha is journaling. And I'm like, why do we need to do this? Are, are the bachelorettes really journaling in in their hotel rooms? Like, the only time I've ever actually believed this was Hannah Brown, that she was actually <laughs> truly journaling, because I feel like that's something that Hannah does in her real life. But, like, Claire had that, like, namby-pamby notebook and, like... <laughs> Tasha's the same way. Like, I don't know that Tasha does any journaling. Not that I don't think Tasha is a very deep person. I just, it just doesn't seem like her. Um, then we get a date card. The date card has Blake, Riley, Zach, Jordan, Noah, Peter, Kenny, Jay, Easy, Spencer. And I realized in this moment that Zach and Jay are two different people. I may have been interchanging them this entire time. They look really similar. They both have not been big players to this point. And I may have been confusing Zach and Jay as the same person the entire time. I'm like, that's... So um, they go out to the pool. And Tasha emerges from the pool, like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> it's a great movie. If you've never seen that movie. Um, they all hop into the pool with her. Um, and I love that she's willing to just get into the pool with them and be a fun girl. Like she's not worried about her hair or her makeup or she, not that she has a whole lot to be self-conscious about, but every girl has their things that they're self-conscious about. And she just doesn't seem to have any of that holding her back. Like she's in the pool and they're, you know, dunking each other and they're flipping her off the raft and, and she's just willing to be a fun girl. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Just adds to her genuine Manor. Chris Harrison tells them they're going to play splash ball, which is just pool basketball. Um, and they have to go put on Speedos. And this seems much less exploitative. There always has to be some kind of challenge where somebody takes their clothes off, but it's less exploitative than strip dodgeball. Even though they're in Speedos, all the guys are like, especially Blake, are very thankful they're not stripping, truly stripping. <laughs> uh, the guys are playing basketball. There's a lot less ball innuendos also with this, which I'm really thankful for. Um, Spencer is extremely aggressive and honestly deserves to be whacked by Riley, who says, his face hit my elbow. <laughs> his face hit my elbow. I love Riley. I don't think he and Tasha are a match. I think he's a great guy and he deserves to be loved by somebody wonderful. Uh, but, el you know, elbows up, box out, Riley, and that is what he was doing. Um, Spencer's fine. He just has like a bloody lip. Um, questions that arise out of this is how is Kenny, the boy band manager still on this show? I didn't know he still existed on this show. He's so different than every other guy. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just, this doesn't seem like his jam. The blue team wins, which is Zach, Easy, Noah, Spencer, and Jay. And I thought at the beginning of this, that they said whoever won was going to spend time with Tasha, but maybe not because they're all on the, on the group date party. Um, we cut back to the guys who are not on the date, and Jason is telling Joe, is it Joe? I think it's Joe. The Asian guy? I think it's Joe. 
Jason tells him he's just not sure if he's ready for this. And I think Claire has ruined him. Claire has ruined Jason. Um, there's a date card interruption. And Brendan gets the one-on-one. -on -one. And y'all, who is Brendan? Who is Brendan? You know that Kiki Palmer? Like, I don't know who this man is. I am sorry to this man. That's how I feel about Brendan. Like, for the first couple of episodes, I didn't know if his name was Brendan, Brandon, Brandon. But Brendan's going to get the one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. So we go back to the date. Um, they're in the after party section of the date. Easy pulls her first. She calls him infectious, which we already knew. We still love Easy. We're still, you know, I'm hoping that all of the stuff that has come out about Easy is not true, just because I think he's a great, he seems like such a great guy. Um, and they look good together. Their personalities match. They have a lot of energy. They like to have fun. Everyone likes them. They seem like, you know, um, a person that you don't have a lot of bad things to say about, um, which is a great quality in a person, that you're just not going to cross a lot of people who don't like them, and they seem to be similar with that. Um, and then she talks to Zach, who is not Jay. Jay is not Zach, but she's talking to Zach. Tasha says she wants a man, not a boy who is chasing things. She kisses him, which I'm shocked by. I don't see this as a match, but she seems to like Zach a little more than I would. She talks to Riley. They're really, they seem to be really comfortable with each other, which is great. There's Jordan. There's Kenny, the boy band manager. Spencer and Riley have tension. The boys are all sitting around like a fire pit, and there's tension with Spencer. Kenny says, Kenny, the boy band manager, says he comes off like a dick, which I think is what the blur covered. Um, they call him a stir, but Spencer is just playing the game. Like, you can't hate him for it. I mean, I guess you can hate him for it, but, like, he's just playing the game. He just knows what he's doing. <laughs> Riley calls him a fried bologna sandwich with mayonnaise. In that, he comes from Detroit. And in where he comes from in Detroit, they don't play with pretty boys like Spencer. And Spencer looks at him like, okay. Like, that's fine. But like, Riley is not playing here. I love it. Um, but then Spencer goes to talk to her next. There is comfort and flirtation here. Um, they seem to be attracted to each other. Um, he gives her a side kiss because of her lip, which is cute. She seems to be into that. Um, and then it's time for the date rose, which she gives to Easy. Although she calls out both Spencer and Zach for their connection. Um, Easy swaps up his rose expect acceptance from hell yeah, which is what he was saying with Claire, to always with Tasha, and I love that. I think that's a sign of genuineness and self-awareness that he is able to say, if I say the same thing that I said to Claire, then it's going to come off um, not genuine, and so I, I do like that about Easy. We cut back to some of the guys that aren't on this day. They're all sitting around. Um, and it's clear these guys have become close. And they're really good friends. Um, and they're expressing some concern about Jason and his headspace. And, and Jason shows up. And he seems he's ready to leave. Um, I think he truly connected with Claire and was extremely burned by the situation. She got him to open up. And I think he trauma bonded with her a little bit. Like he was able to lay out some deep feelings with her and that bonded 
him to her, whether that's love. He says he may have been falling in love with her, but I don't, I don't know if that's falling in love with her or just like you shared something really deep and you trusted somebody with that information and then they just up and burned you. Um, and I think that's too much for him to overcome. Um, and he goes to tell Tasha, which the continuity here is different. I was like, why is she wearing this dress right now? But we, she wears that dress in the one-on-one with Brendan later. So clearly, like, in between the horse situation and the one-on-one date with, the night date with Brendan, um, this is when all of this happens. Jason comes to tell her. And he's just real honest with her. And I love that, that he's able to be so self-aware and respectful of Tasha and say, I, I can't push through this. I need to resolve this. And it's not fair to Tasha. And Tasha kind of pushes back a little bit. I think she did have a little bit of interest in Jason, um, or at least wanted, you know, to have more conversations with him. Um, she pushes back a little bit and says, you know, I don't want you to miss out on anything that could be great because of this. And and I think he understands that, but I do appreciate that he's not staying there. I think it would have been um, traumatic for him to stay and try to trust Tasha in such a small time period. So I'm here for it, Jason. Um, we like somebody who's self-aware and respectful of a woman's time and feelings and emotional state. So, Jason, I mean, you know, call me, you know? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, so then we're going to cut to the one-on-one. Tasha arrives on horses to pick up Brendan. <laughs> and so far, I think Brendan is a bit of a wet noodle. Um, just not, doesn't seem to be a whole lot of substance there. Um, not a whole lot. I mean, he's cute. Nobody on the show is ugly, so I can't use, like, looks as a justification for it. Um, he just doesn't seem to have a whole lot of personality. He hasn't stood out at all prior to this. Um, honestly, I think he's just lucky to be here. Um, they're riding these horses around the pool and around the resort. And bless it, y'all, these producers are trying. There's just only so much they can do at the La Quinta Spa in Palm Desert. <laughs> but this date is hilarious because there's there's no one else that can help them with this date. And so Chris Harrison, it's a funny nod to the situation that they're in. Chris Harrison is speeding around the resort on a scooter to pop up everywhere to give them drinks and <laughs> while they're riding these horses. And Chris Harrison is putting in the work this season, so hopefully they played him extra this season. I don't see him doing all of this without a little extra ca- uh, cash, you know? So they do their horse riding thing, um, which is simple enough. There's not a lot to that date. It's mostly just the, the Chris Harrison funnies. Um, Brennan and Tasha go to the pool. Uh, they kiss, which he said he's wanted to do since the first night, but Chris Harrison kept interrupting him. But Tasha's into this, so maybe he's not so much a wet noodle, or maybe Tasha is just more into wet noodles. Um, they seem really into each other. So then we get to the night portion of the date, um, and Brendan's a little nervous because he's got to tell her he's been married before, and. So he does. He tells her that he's been married before. You know, they just fell out of love. They went to counseling, but it came down to 
having kids and his ex didn't seem to want kids and he did and so they ultimately called it quits. Um, Tasha explains that she's also been married before but there was infidelity on the ex-husband's side so sorry ex-husband for calling you out like that. Now we all know. Um, Tasha does say she wants to have kids which makes Brendan happy. She gives him a date rose. Then they go watch fireworks and there's more kissing. And Tasha says she feels like she's kissing her person and can see herself marrying him. But I don't see this one. I'm going to need a whole lot more information on Brendan before I can say that he's Tasha's person. I just, I just get wet noodle vibes from Brendan. There's just not a whole lot there. I just need a little bit more. Um... <laughs> They cut to Chasen and Easy watching the fireworks from a distance, which is super cute. Um, and uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Brendan says, these are just for us. And Chasen and Easy are on the other side of the building watching them also. <laughs> um, and that's it for the episode. In the preview, um, it shows some of, which they gave us the mid-show preview. The drama was on the mid-show preview. So this one's more about like, um, some of the dates that they're going to go on. There's a grown-ass man date challenge. Um, there's going to be wrestling, like, in a cage. Um, Noah, they're making him out to be a new villain with this mustache. And um, Chasen and Ed are going to have beef, which I didn't see that happening because they also seem like wet noodles. Um, but, yeah, they're going, to have, they're going to have some beef. So we'll have to see that. Um, the blooper credit reel is Bennett. We did not get enough Bennett in this episode. I need more Bennett. Like, if we're going to edit Easy out as the narrator, we need to edit Bennett in as the narrator. Like, Bennett is a funny guy, and he's talking crap about Noah and his mustache. And I just want to meet Bennett. Like, I need to have drinks with Bennett. I don't need to date Bennett. I don't think Bennett and I would date. I just need to go hang out with Bennett at a bar and like a good bar. Like Bennett's not going to a Buffalo Wild Wings. He's going to like a high class whiskey bar. And, and I just need to sit there with Bennett and talk shit for a little bit. You know, I think that Bennett's that guy. And uh, I'm here for it. Bennett makes good TV and he knows it. And that's really it for the episode. I'm, I'm glad that Tasha is here. And it was a good episode to launch into this new phase of this season. And like, thank goodness we're here. Feels good. Feels good to move on. Um, in other reality TV news, there's really not anything else except for the fact that they announced that Matt James's season is going to start on January 4th. We are going to get basically back-to-back seasons, um, which is super exciting. Um, I see us going up to the week of Christmas with Tasha. Um, Dancing with the Stars should be over soon. Um, oh, AJ McLean was eliminated last night. That was sad. But um, Dancing with the Stars is getting to the point where in a couple of weeks we're going to be um, ending Dancing with the Stars. And I think what they're going to do to us is start doing Monday and Tuesday episodes of Tasha. Um, so there's going to be a lot of content so they can squeeze that in before the holidays and then immediately start Matt James in the new year. 
So that's really exciting. Um, I'm ready to see the release of the girls for Matt James season. So maybe I'll do a separate episode talking about that when they release those. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Because last time I recorded an episode, it was Friday. And now it's just Tuesday. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. If you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you're doing that. At Katie Talks Trash. I was actually able to live... Um, insta story this episode tonight for the first time in a long time so um follow along on instagram you can watch that and uh yeah i guess that's it cheers to next week